Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. When you visit, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can become a sustaining member. Click the Donate page and pick the option that works best for you. We've got a traveling toolkit, 100 Watts and Wire gear, and activity days with prizes. That's 100wattsandawire.com. And ICOM. Get out and get active with ICOM's new IC705 and its optional multifunction backpack. And BioNO Power, offering the best performance lithium iron phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B I O E N N O P O W E R.com. Or contact dealers nationwide. And now from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. How's everybody doing? Good, good. Glad to hear it. I hope you got your antennas all set up. Uh, I did. I decided to uh, run with two antennas again, very much like, um, exactly like the tune-up. You know, see, that's the benefit of the tune-up. I'm stepping outside. I'm set up at the old wooden shed, and uh, I'm actually content. Uh, We're going to get some rain here today, and we have a possibility of a thunderstorm throughout the uh, late part of the morning uh, and afternoon. We'll see how things pan out as we go. But I decided to uh, take the shelter of the old wooden shed because thunderstorms, I don't play with that. Electricity and uh, lightning will change your life and put you on the wrong side of the dirt And that's almost like Amateur Radio 101. Don't play with electricity. Don't stick your fingers in your amps. And uh, don't play around with lightning. So the antenna situation here, we're going to go with two again. I've got a linked dipole, which is completely linked for 80 meters. We're going to... The thing about field day, different than, say, our other operating events you know, like the tune-up or the fallout later in the year, is that everybody is taking part in field day. And when I say everybody, I mean there's way more participation than your average um, activity or operating event. It's probably the most popular amateur radio event of the year. Uh, contesters may say, no, nah, there's a con, you know, okay. But, you know, this is technically not a contest. It's an operating event. You know what I'm saying. So anyway, look, more people are on the bands, and I think this time around I'm going to set up, and I have set up for 80 meters on a link dipole, which essentially puts me at having an, a true 80-meter antenna tuned at 25 feet, which... I believe is my pocket. I'm comfortable working alone and not dicking around with a super high mast in wind and rain and whatever. And I like it. It's got NVIS properties. It serves me with ARIES and emergency communications, testing on HF. So we've got the link dipole. Worst case scenario, I could lower the mast, uh, unconnect, and have 40 or 20. Here's a baby deer. A baby deer 
a fawn is running just right in front of me. It's the beauty, the beauty of uh, being in the country. The other antenna, I made an off-center-fed dipole. Now you're saying, see, child, what is it, man? Haven't we talked about this? And we have. And I've hesitated, and there's many reasons, and I won't get into it, because part of my training with my early Elmer, you know, uh, tuners were a bad thing, off-center feds were not a great thing. You know, it's just kind of, you know, kind of put into my mind in the wrong way. But I can get two bands here. I cut this thing, and I've tuned it to 25 feet. It's doing well. You know, it's it's within tuner range of my 7300, which is somewhere between... My, my radio will handle... Um, 3.0 SWR, and I'm below that across 20, and I'm well under 2 to 1 on 40. So I'm content with that. I think I'm about 2.5 on 20 meters, which is fine with me. I can touch it up with the internal tuner and probably will when we start in about 90 minutes. And um, 40 meters, I don't really have to do anything, but, you know, I end up touching it up a little bit. It, it's just like, whatever. I'll use the tuner and uh, get as much power out as I can. So that is the antenna scenario. I came out this morning, uh, probably about 90 minutes ago, and uh, just to set up. And I think we're at the point now where, you know, we're going we're gonna to get that rain that they're calling for. It's been overcast all day. I need to get rid of this ladder. Uh, that's parked here. Need to clean up a little bit. I've got little clippings like you do. Now we're returning into the shed. You know, these little uh, zip tie deals. So let's get in the operating position inside the old wooden shed. I added screens to the windows a year or so ago. So, you know, I can leave and get some air flowing. I do have enough shelter here in this structure. Um, tools. I did forget one thing. I forgot a, uh, a connector for my coax. I had to link two connectors for uh, coax together, and I didn't have that uh, connector. I only had one. I think what happened was on the tune-up, I put one in my pocket, took it in the house. So, well, I had to double back and go pick it up. You know, and we got the radio here to about 72.51, and people are on the air testing their gear. You know, they're making contacts now, just making sure they get out. There's some band activity. It looks pretty good. You know, as you scroll through. There's some guys here talking and, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's some uh, nets going on, that sort of thing. But I asked you this week, you know, what, a couple of questions. I wanted to know what you were running with. And uh, what antennas you decided to go with. And uh, Rex told me he's going to go with a broadband butterfly terminated dipole. Tom is going to use an 80-meter loop. And I looked into that a little bit. And at the time, I didn't have uh, enough wire uh, to do something like that. But uh, that's an interesting antenna. Jonathan's doing link dipoles like myself and possibly a fan dipole. Jarrett's going to go with a uh, homemade Yo-Yo V dipole. What is that? Ricardo in Florida. He's going with an APA, AP8A vertical. Okay. And maybe a G5 RV or an off-center fed. 
the thing about the off-center fed is I like to have, I want to be able to switch between uh, bands and I can get two bands there. And the um, link dipole, I've got three bands. I've got 20, 40, and 80. But if it's raining, if it's, um, you know, I want to do something on the fly. Right now I have redundancy up in the air for 20, 40, and uh, one dipole in the linked dipole. Uh, for 80 meters. Let's see who else is there. Thomas got a 108 foot doublet. He's going to use a full wave six meter loop and a 150 foot inverted V doublet. Okay, very good. He's going to be operating 2B. I'm going to be 1B out here in the old wooden shed. Let's see. Sean's going to use a 40 meter full wave loop and an MFJ 1788 with a control box. Uh, Steve's going to use a Wolf River coil. That ought to be good for him. A G5 RV by John and a 6-meter Squalo. Jeff said he's going to use a 40-meter uh, inverted V hanging from a branch. Ian, what's Ian going to go with? A buddy stick mounted on the table from wherever he is going to operate. Matt, a G5 RV. Let me scroll through. There was a lot here. Uh, Joshua down below, 160-meter half rhombic, terminated with a 400-watt, 50-ohm resistor. Damn, go ahead. Robert's going to do a uh, bottom-loaded vertical and an Ed-fed half wave. Let's see, Scotty's going to use an off-center fed, 80-meter dipole, tried it, and at 25 feet, I just don't see it. I just don't see the benefits, you know what I mean? And if I don't have to, I'm not anti-tuner, but I'd rather use the one that's in my rig and try to have my antennas within that 3.0, you know, touch it up range. And with a dipole tuned to 25 feet, I should always be really within that. Um, adding a tuner here adds another connection. I do have it here. It's on site with me if I need it. Uh, Matthew said a Wolf River coil. I hear a lot about them and they sound really sexy. I need to check into that. Tom as well, another Wolf River coil. Richard, a 40 through 10 N-Fed. Gary's doing a Radio Waves DX80 Pro. I've had one of those off-center feds. Uh, very cool. Very, uh, it works. It works. Whatever works for you works for me. Ed said it depends on the weather, and uh, that's true for us here too. I'm going to stick with the wire antennas, unplug if I need to, and... Uh, and, and let's see, let's go, we have a, a little bit of time here. Steve said he's going to do an NFED triangle special, 86 foot of wire in a triangle, and position with a 49 to 1 unin. Uh, good for him. All right, there you go. Uh, we'll take a look at some of the other radio. But here, it's day one of the first part. Just before field day starts off, we'll come back and look at some of the radios you guys were going to operate next. I want all privately owned radios to be immediately impounded. This is 100 watts and a wire. The ICOM 705 is your perfect QRP companion as you have base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers. But it's in a portable package covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in at 1 kilo or just over 2 pounds. With RF direct sampling for most of the HF band and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz. It's got that large 4.3 inch color touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall. And the perfect accessory 
For the IC705 is the optional backpack. It's the LC192. It has a special compartment for the IC705 and room for accessories for soda activations or just a day in the park. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. QRO to the people. This is 100 watts and a wire. Well, here's some 80 meters. It's, it's pretty quiet, and you'd expect that just before lunchtime on field day. And you can hear the weather I'll be dealing with here. It's, it's up there. You can almost hear the world turn. Let's listen. Static crashes up high. Not a lot of activity on 80 meters, but, you know, I have it. And like I said, I, uh, yeah, it's going to be a... Let's see here. Anybody? There's some signals there. But, you know, it's pretty pretty staticky and pretty crunchy. Let's move over to uh, see what we hear on 14. Yeah, so we've got uh, some good business happening on 4, let's see, 14,300. That's a net there for Maritime Mobile. And uh, just some other things randomly going on. But it's good to hear it. And uh, I love field day. I just really do. I like to test my equipment and get out. I, I prepare for it, and sometimes I waffle back and forth. And the only indecisive nature in me is what antenna configuration should I go with? Now, in terms of radios, man, I remember back when, a few years back before the 7300 came out, I was all about the 7200. I was like, I got to get a 7200, man. It looked like Army. It was like, I could take that anywhere. And then I was advised, wait, just wait, just wait a little bit because I'm going to save some battery here. I'm going to cut this off while we're having our, our little talk. Um, I was advised, wait, just wait a while. And, and, you know, it's hard for me as a ham. I don't know about you, but I've like had the money and I'm like, I want the radio. I've been, I've been doing all this research. Uh, can I get that now? wait. Maybe you might like, and I'm like, I don't know, man. What you're telling me is going to double the price because I think I could have gotten a 7200 at the time. Four times like this and portable ops for probably, I don't know, I want to say like 750 or something. And at the time I had the money. I was all about the 7200. I like the look of it. I've done all this research. Wait. I was like, Wait. We don't wait, we buy, we come by, wait. 7300 comes out, and I'm glad that I did wait. The 7200 is an extremely cool radio, um, but the 7300 came along, and it just had so much of what uh, I was looking for in a radio. So I was asking on the Facebook group if you are following the show and do any social media, you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter, and we welcome you there. We keep a... Uh, very positive, very friendly atmosphere. And uh, I asked what radios, what's on the front line for you? And uh, so John, he says the S7200 and a 10 Tech 555. A JT says a 7300 and a backup FT817 with a, he's got a 50 watt amp to go with that. Jason's going to use the ICOM 718. Duke. He'll have a Yesu 857D with an MFJ 989D. 
Uh, Christopher says a 7,300 and a 9,700. My boy is stacked right there. He's ready to go. Wayne with an FT450D. James got an Ellicrafter, Ellicraft, a KX3 and an FT817. Let's see, Nick has got uh, a KX3 for field day. Joshua, TS480. Michael, he's got the IC718. Going down a little bit, Brian's got the IC706. Will is using a TS480. Jeff with the uh, ICOM7300. James, the same. Uh, scroll down. We got a lot of feedback on this, and a lot of them, you know, a lot of the same kind of rigs for portable. You know, it might change in a year when the uh, ICOM uh, seven hundred five comes out, but I don't know. You know, that's a low power thing that might be better for your parks on the air and your your um, summits on the air. That kind of deal on field day. I like to run one hundred watts. Who am I kidding? I like all my watts when I can get them. So if I can get 100 watts out on field day or anytime portable, you know, that's what I want to do. Joe's going to have a Yesu 857. Uh, let's see, Raymond, an IC7300, a Kenwood TS480, a Yesu 991A, and a Yesu FT950. Totally stacked. And we are in a time of just strangeness we're in a pandemic everything i record right now i i feel a sense of history to report that because it's a field day where we it's a lot different you know we're used to getting together and uh eating hot dogs veggie dogs in my case but you know the salads and all this good camaraderie and pizza and getting together and operating and you know going deep into the night kind of camping out now we're doing that alone, you know? And I know a lot of people are thinking, oh, no. at both sides, you hear both sides. Again, we as a society have let politicians and government uh, lead us to think that you can politicize a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's a pandemic. It's science. Be careful. You know, I'm wearing my mask. You do what you want to do. That's your right. I'm wearing a mask. Not here at home, though. Not here at home with my people. We're operating alone, which is the point. Let's see. We have Tom is doing the FT450D. John is doing the 7300. Michael, he thinks he's going to use the uh, 7100. By now, I'm sure he's made up his mind as we are on field day. Here's a good sounding station here. It's a 14232. All right. East Coast. I like that people get on the air and start to test their equipment. And as you get closer to 1 o'clock Central Time here, which is about uh, 71 minutes from now, and I'll do a recording after this, after we start off. And I want to talk about what I do. Uh, Let's just go go through here. Lots of people calling and testing their their stuff here. Another 7300. Uh, Steve, the goat, goes up at Soda. Uh, let's see, he's going to do, he's going to be one Bravo. That's what we'll be here as well. He's got a, a portable HFQRP rig. Oh, uh, he, he's got a lot going on here. He's going to, he's telling us how he's going to do it in wire. So, uh, throw it up in whatever tree. He says, be safe, healthy, and happy, and have some fun. That's whiskey, golf, zero alpha tango, one Bravo in Colorado. Uh, best to him and super impressive guy. How many activations he's done on the summits. Just amazing. Ed says he's going to use his trusty 10 tech. 
the Omni 4 Plus, is it? I think. Randy, the uh, K3S ICOM 7200 by Jerry Kent is going to use a borrowed FT991. It's a nice radio, he says. Dan says a Kenwood TS130V. There's another Kenwood Brian's going to use. Brian Anderson, I think that's my farmer friend in South Dakota. I believe, I I hope I put you in the right spot there, Kenwood uh, 570D. Let me take a minute or two just to tell you what I like to do on field day. And it's pretty basic. I, I like to, uh, to work different states. It's not to work all states or do anything like that. It's mostly to, um, to just see where this antenna will go. The difference between an activity day and we're going to step back outside. I wonder, I'm actually thinking about that little fawn. No, I don't want to eat no little fawn leg. You sick. It's, that's not what you do on field day. Grab a fawn, tackle it, and put it on the barbie. What's wrong with you, savage? Just that it was heading toward uh, uh, more people and more of a road. But anyway, we'll probably see it again here. We're on the edge of the woods in this part of Missouri. But I like to work different states because I know there's so much more activity now on the bands. It gives me the opportunity to see what the antenna will do. I know I won't get a true signal report, but if I can work west of me, that's different than when I'm out here by myself on a Tuesday, you know, and just calling CQ and get nothing. The altitude, the mountains, the dips in the valleys. This is a great day for testing your antennas and seeing if it's what you like. So right now I think I'm going to go have a sandwich and get myself ready for the kickoff at 1. We'll come back and we'll do another uh, another segment once things get underway. And we'll hear what the bands will sound like and... Uh, That's what we'll do. Let's go get a sandwich, everybody. You're listening to 100 Watts and a Wire. I'm Christian. Kilo Zero, Sierra Tango Hotel. Field Day 2020 during a pandemic. Good grief. I gotta cut the levels of distortion. I gotta modulate the volume. In a land where we're all 20 over, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. If you're an electronics kit builder, you'll find something interesting in the assortment of gadgets available at hamgadgets.com. HamGadgets has been around for nearly 20 years, bringing you some of the most popular kits ever. You've seen these projects all over the place. They've even been featured in the American Radio Relay League's Handbook for Radio Communications. Their Morse code keyers are being used every day by thousands of hams around the world. The $35 Pico Keyer has everything you need to build a Morse code keyer, including the enclosure. They also have a full line of universal keying adapter kits for transmitters and amplifiers. Order online at their secure website today and get one-week delivery for U.S. orders. They're on the World Wide Web at hamgadgets.com. That's ham, H-A-M, gadgets.com. It's Christian. Kilo Zero, sweeter than honey, girl. Well, we're just about five minutes to the beginning of Field Day 2020 with a different feel in the middle. Gosh, I hope we're in the middle of a pandemic and not toward like the first quarter. Uh, The bands, it's kind of the calm before the storm here. There's some activity. And usually five minutes, 15, 20 minutes away from the start of field day, people are holding a frequency so they can just have a spot to run. 
So you hear some people sort of taking some calls and getting getting a prime uh, real estate. And uh, sometimes it's some of the higher power stations that can hold it. They have enough uh, wattage going and power going out that they can they can manage to hold the frequency. Uh, smaller stations, QRP, even 100 watts, uh, you know, you might struggle a little bit to to find a spot there. And frankly, that's how the 100 watts in a wire tune-up and um, fallout began. I wanted to level the playing field somewhat, but nothing really compares to the work you do on field day. One final check of my antennas. I mean, we're about four minutes away, and um, everything seems to be in order. The sun actually came out, which is a bit bizarre because they just can't seem to get the weather right anytime, anywhere. And uh, three minutes now, so we'll go back on the inside. And we're considering putting up a tent. I don't stress. I chase the uh, different uh, states. I don't see how many contacts I can get. I'm not looking for points. I will be working as one Bravo this year. So that's just one operator on battery power. In the evening when I decide to retire from the shed, if I don't sleep outside... I will uh, be one Delta, and we'll just work from the inside and maybe try some 160 from indoors. Outside, we're all set for 20 and 40. I'm sitting on 70, uh, 70, 72, 75 at the moment, and uh, not not hearing too much, but I will keep recording for two more minutes, and that way you, uh, you'll be able to hear exactly what goes down. Right now, just static, uh, some tuning up, and the anticipation of starting off field day. A lot of people talk about, is it a contest? Eh, I don't know. I did uh, my club. I wasn't a member of my club back at this point. Probably around 2015, I was invited uh, to the local club. I'm in the uh, St. Louis and Suburban Radio Club, and they were established in the uh, late 40s, I believe 1948. They've been around a long time. They did combine with the city and the county, uh, hence the name. But uh, I went there not knowing what to expect. I got um, to help put up an antenna, which is part of what I really love about the whole hobby. And the uh, guy had a potato gun. You know, he put a kind of pumped this thing up and boom, up over a tree, went a tennis ball, and the... Uh, that was kind of it. Everybody else was assigned, you know, so I didn't get a chance to really operate, but I was able to get a feel for what the people were interested in. Some of them were interested in contesting, you know, making the contacts, working CW. They were assigned slots to operate throughout the 24-hour period. And many, I'd say most at this time, now they've got a different president now, and, and they've probably had a couple in between but the uh, president at the time was really hot to make as many contacts and make it a contest-type feel. But I got the feel that a majority of the folks were just there to have a good time and to uh, be with their friends and have a meal. They were so excited when the pizza showed up. So we're about a, a minute out now. I've got a fan blowing on me, so you'll hear a little bit of that noise because we're outside, and it is summertime. Uh, but we're about to start. Here's 1 o'clock. And here comes the life on the bands. Let's just scroll through. Let's see what we can hear here. 
So, and sometimes you'll hear two stations on one frequency. They may not hear each other, but I'm in I'm in the middle of the country, so I'll hear uh, two people calling on one frequency. And some operators are very casual uh, with the way they make the contacts. This here sounds like a net wrapping up. Uh, but we're underway. 2020 field day and, and uh, 40 meters we got people having rag to it's pretty funny but the bands did pop up and come alive CQ field day CQ field day that's what you hear and uh, we could pop over to another band real quick but it does have a different feel like I've, I've said that a couple times Let's go and try uh, 20 meters and see how 20 meters... Yeah, lots of busy action. Now that guy's serious. He's got a recording already. We're one minute in and he's playing a recording from his radio to make the contacts. At least it sounded like it. He's trying to make serious contacts. He's probably set a personal goal to, um, you know, to work as many people as he can during his time here. Some people take and don't sleep. You know, they take it. And me, I have not to make a contact yet. It's all about, you know, the setup, the testing. And frankly, some of the uh, big guns start off like this guy's signal is crazy i i doubt that he's running 100 watts but you know you can run whatever but you know legal limit but uh, a lot of the big guns they'll they'll be calling later on you know an hour 18 they're still going to be there and you'll make contact with plenty of stations so there's really no stressing out at least on my behalf Maryland, okay. All right, that didn't work either. Whiskey X-ray three Bravo QRZ. Now his signal is ten over here into Missouri. Sounds great. Is the frequency in use? Listen. Now listen, you'll hear two stations operating. So they're running. Uh, they may not hear each other. It sounds like uh, we've got a two call sign and a three call sign. They may not be hearing each other. They may be sending their signal over one another. Uh, it's probably uh, Maryland, perhaps uh, you know somewhere else on the East Coast in two land. Um, one is New York, so two might be, I don't know, I'm going to get confused, but they may be uh, going over each other's heads. But you hear that. You may work both stations, and they may not hear each other. So let's uh, scroll down a little bit here. I'm curious, while we're together, CQ Contest. That's a that's an interesting thing uh, to talk about later on, because uh, it, now it's not really meant to be a contest, but we do make it a contest because uh, of field day. Once you get your antenna set up and you're tested and everything's up, what are you going to do? Well, you get on the air and make as many contacts. 80 is dead. 80 is dead. And I don't feel bad about putting up that 80-meter antenna at all. At all. And this time of day, you know, 80 meters should be, uh, which is, you know, 1 o'clock central time on uh, the first hour 
That's uh, we'll try 40 while we're together here. Click over, and then I'm just gonna go ahead and try to make some. Plenty of activity for everybody. Everybody jumps on pretty quick, and then it'll settle back out. You'll make plenty of contacts on field day. This might be a two-parter here. I'm going to go and make some contacts. That's a 24-hour activating uh, operating event. Field day is most excellent for amateur radio. And uh, test your antennas. Test and exercise your gear. That's what we do it for. And uh, sometimes you can build in a scenario where you're, you've got an emergency situation where you know you need to get this antenna up, you need to get a message out. Uh, some people like myself on occasion will put that sort of value into field day and set a personal goal for myself. No matter what you do, I hope you do it and enjoyed yourself. I know you're listening to this after field day is over. But I hope you you got to accomplish what you wanted to. We'll talk about it more on social media. And maybe we'll do a, a, a wrap-up here, some sort of special post-show wrap-up. 73 for now, friends. I hope to hear you on the air. Stay safe, take care of yourselves, and take care of each other. And by all means, please try and stay above the noise. Join the 100 Watts in a Wire community. Visit 100wattsinawire.com.